Oh, howdy ho, officer. We've had a doozy of a day. There we were minding our own business, just doing some chores around the house when kids started killing themselves all over my property. Well, were they psychos? Or... They look like psychos? Is that what they look like? They were vampires. Psychos do not explode when sunlight hits them. I don't give a fuck how crazy they are. So 1,100 men went in the war. 316 men come out. The sharks took the rest June the 29th, 1945. Well, what do we do? Why don't we just wait here for a little while? See what happens. to death rattle horror podcast we are your mistresses of the macabre your darlings of darkness and join us as we guide you into the depths and on tonight's episode we have a bit of a different kind of topic samara morgan and myself lola stone decided to analyze the years of our birth and discuss the best and worst horror movies to come out of those wonderful years <laughs> And realize how fucking old we are. Yeah, and, and make you all realize we are we are the crypt keeper. Yeah, we're we're ancient hags that like to watch horror. We're movies. old bog witches. Um Yes. Yeah. Uh I found out my year had a lot of a lot of pretty good movies and then some mm. that were not so good. Yeah, there was it was funny because um like we were talking offline, it was hard to find bad movies that came out. Like not necessarily not bad, but they weren't, like, terrible. Mediocre. They only had, like, yeah, they were, like, mediocre. I only had, like, two that were absolute, ridiculously horrible movies. And the rest of them were all movies that were, like, oh, my God, I can't believe I haven't seen mm-hmm. that. Like, like such a big-name movie, and I haven't seen it. I can't believe that. So it's, like, I have, like, three lists. I have the, they're so bad and I love it, the, oh, my God, I cannot believe I haven't seen these movies, and... Uh, they're good, but not really that good. <laughs> like, I, I uh... have good, good, bad, and bad, <laughs> and then to watch, which is by far the longest list. And it's funny because there's oh, really? actually some on there that are, like, literally I've got screenshots of them in my phone, you know, reminding mm-hmm. me to watch them. Um, <clears throat> so do you want to start with one of your good ones? Oh, maybe sure. You should introduce uh, the year. <laughs> oh yeah. Hey. Uh, that would be cool. So, um I uh was born in the great year of 1981. Old. Um, you know, <laughs> back in the day. Many moons ago. It's it's many moons ago. It's getting to the point now where there's there's like people in my family that they're like I was born in 1996 and I'm like, "Fuck you." I know. Like, seriously. It bothers me when I see adults that are like born in the mid 90s i'm like how's that possible (laughs) i'm like you're not an adult like seriously you're not an adult or i'll go look up like (laughs) an actor or something and it's like born in 1999 i'm like what the hell i know they're 20 years old what the fuck like Uh. yeah i know but we also 
since we were both born in the 80s, we, we, we came about in the time of 90s slashers. So we actually had a that weird, like, not heyday <laughs> of the 90s where we had this, like, just drought of yeah. horror. So all we ever did was watch horror from the 70s, 80s, and exactly. 80s, you know? It's because, like, that's what was there. Right. And that was classic. And we're like, whatever. You know? <laughs> so, and, like, now we watch it and we're like, okay, yeah, it's not as good as I remember. But okay, <laughs> we'll go with that. Um, so, 1981, um, we're going to talk quickly about a movie that I've talked about 8,000 times on this freaking okay. podcast by itself. Uh, the Evil Dead. Oh, yeah. That's that's yeah. a that's so, a fucking classic. Exactly. And I I've had forgotten when it came out. And there are movies that were on my that were on my list that I thought came out way before nineteen eighty one. So I was kind of surprised to find out that that's when they came out. Um but yeah, Evil Dead. <clears throat> I've talked about being in Evil Dead the musical a million times. We I've talked about my love of Evil Dead. And uh something else I found out tonight that is not a tangent, but could be a tangent. <laughs> Bruce Campbell is writing another oh, book. Cool. So yeah, he's writing a sequel to his If Chins Could Kill book. And I believe it is, I believe I saw the title was If More Chins Could wow. Kill. But or, or if like If Chins Could Kill More, it's like, not really. <laughs> I'm like, come on, you could have had a much better yeah. title than that. But I'm, I'm excited to read that because the first book was all about making the, the Evil Dead movies. It was and I'm so good. To see what the next book yeah. is about. So. It was, uh, if you guys yeah. out there, you know, are interested in the art of filmmaking as along with being an Evil Dead fan, definitely check that out. If Chins Could Kill, Confessions oh, yeah. of a B-Movie Star. It is such an, it's entertaining because he's naturally just very funny. But it also talks about how they made Evil Dead just totally for, like, no money and mm-hmm. how they, like, came up with all these, like, <clears throat> tricks of using these, you know, camera shots that uh, was very innovative. And, you know, part of the reason why Sam Raimi went on to be a massive, famous director and Bruce hmm. Campbell just continued being Ash. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, it's a great book. And uh, yeah, I look forward to the sequel too. I didn't know. Yeah. I, I thought there already was a second one, but I don't remember. There was one that he wrote. It was weird. So he wrote If Chins Could Kill. And then there was another one that he did that was all about being like on the road oh. and doing the tours that he did and um, like with watching the movie in the background and things like that. And also just being an actor in general. Oh, okay not necessarily related to Evil Dead or Bubba Hotep or any of, like, the B-movies that he did. So I, this one, as far as, from what I could read, it's, um, I, did, I, I literally got a chance to see the cover and see, like, a three-second blurb. <laughs> and, like, that was it. I didn't get a chance to read the whole thing. Um, but it's a direct sequel kind of going in with more of the Evil Dead stuff and then Ash versus the Evil oh, Dead okay. and all that stuff. Cool. So I, you know, yeah. I... I... I'm not really, like, diehard about a lot of franchises, but Evil Dead, I was really sad when Ash vs. Evil Dead ended. Me too! I was kind of upset about that. And part of it was because I, I love Bruce Campbell, and I will pretty much watch anything ever that he'll mm-hmm. be in. But I was also upset that um, Lucy Lawless is now out of work again, because I love watching her in anything, too. I know. So. They were so perfectly paired. And it was yeah. like, I think for a lot of us, you know, since like 1993, we're like, you know, continuously waiting for, you know, another Evil Dead movie or a continuance. Mm. 
So it was all this like, um, you know, excitement, anticipation. And then when we got the three seasons, we're like, this is perfect. This is awesome. But now it's like, mm -hmm. it's over forever. But it's just like, it's, I think there's like a, a video game coming, but um, there's not going to be any more movies or shows. And it's just like, you know, it's like, they just close the door on it. So it's like, hmm. well, that was exciting, but it's like the day after Christmas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And you know, it, it, um, Bruce Campbell in an interview recently did say that there's going to be more Ash event, you know, not necessarily Evil Dead, but there will definitely be more Ash. I thought um, he was hinting at the video and, game because he just announced that's that. what I was yeah. thinking. Um, and then the other side of it is, too, we never know what's going to happen with the Fede Alvarez situation. True. Um, you know, it's like that whole thing. He has stated that he's interested in in directing another one, but he basically has said, you know, I kind of, I, I wouldn't mind doing it, but the stars need to align just the right way, which is basically saying if they pay me enough money, I'll do it, but it's not going to happen unless that happens. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, at some point, um, Sam Raimi and Rob Taper just sit down and go, you know what? We need some cash. Let's make another yeah. Evil Dead. Because it literally is a paycheck series for them now. Like, they can literally yeah. just throw money at it, and it will just, even if it sucks, it will make money hand over right. fist. Right. They have such so, a, like, ravenous, like, eager audience just, like, take all my money, you know? I'll watch anything yeah. that you do, you know? Pretty much. Pretty uh, as much. As long as it's not another Spider-Man. <laughs> Oh god! All right. Well, <laughs> although the the, the Raimi Spider Mans were kind of fun, uh, <laughs> they were fun, but they were not needed. Tobey Maguire was <laughs> not. No. no, we didn't need him because he's just I don't like him. But if we had any, like the, the movies overall were fun, and even Kristen Dunst in those movies were just kind of like, eh, she's just there. I just I don't know. Anyways, so <laughs> my list starts out with a bang. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. So, my year is the year of our Lord, 1984. The year of Big Brother. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the year of um, Reagan. <laughs> a, a Reagan year. One of the yeah. many Reagan years. Uh, we got Nightmare on Elm Street. Nice. Yeah. Is yeah. that Wes Craven's first movie? No, I believe it was Last House on oh, the Left, or there was one fuck, right before I'm an that. Idiot. You're right. I knew that. I, <laughs> I knew that. I just felt like you needed to remind me. <laughs> yeah, we were talking trivia earlier. You just needed to test my knowledge. Yes, That's I all have seen Last House on the Left. It was not great, uh, but you no. know, Nightmare on Elm Street was the movie that made him a immediate horror legend. Launched mm -hmm. a franchise that, you know still kind of going to this day. I'm sure there's some, like, mm -hmm. Freddy Krueger something out there going on. Uh, Robert England is still making, like, a movie every other day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he pretty much, like, every, people call him and he just goes, sure, I'll do it. Why not? Like, it doesn't matter what the, what the context of the movie is. It doesn't matter what the plot is. He's like, sure, whatever. I'm I feel like, like he's would um, be such a, like, nice guy to hang out with. That's everyone has said that 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 the, despite the assholiness that he is when it comes to playing Freddy Krueger, he's a genuinely nice guy. He seems like it. Um, the 
was it this year's horror hound? I can't remember. There was a there was a recent horror get together convention type thing um, that he was at that he put the makeup back Aww. on again. And like four years ago, he had said, "This is the last time. I'm never doing it again." And then he did like a one night only like VIP thing, um, and he put the makeup back on. You could get pictures and stuff with him. And I was like, you know, as much as he rails about wanting to have that makeup on, I think he kind of like secretly enjoys yeah. it. Because he can just slip into that character and be a completely different person. Totally. And it's like, if you knew, like, you know, a couple hours in the makeup chair and you're making, like, thousands of people's day, like, just Mm -hmm. do it, man. I still am holding out hope for, uh, you know, Jason versus Freddy 2 or something like that. (sighs) I would watch it, take my money. (laughs) I would too. Oh, absolutely. You, I would be in the seat Thursday night, midnight exactly. showing with two boxes of popcorn and two. like I would buy five <laughs> seats. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I would just sit there and I would just Why double fist it and just eat all the popcorn. Because I don't want anyone sitting near me. Lay down. I'm just going to lay down. Well, you know what happens whenever I go to the movies? I specifically sit in the seats that I know no one else wants to sit in. I'm not one of those people like if it's, if I'm there and there's only, like, five or six other people and it's one of those huge theaters, I'll try to sit dead center. But for the most part, I'm, like, off to the side where there's only, like, those two seats and yeah. that's it. And, like, I'll sit there because I don't want people sitting near me. And yet I will still have people sit right next to me. <laughs> I'm like, there's 55 other seats in the damn theater and you have to sit next to me. What is or your problem? Or they just come sit like, directly in front of you and you're like, oh man, I want to put my feet up on the chair. Exactly. And it's like, I want to put my feet up. I want to be comfortable. And it's like, oh, I've started actually, there's um, about 45 minutes for me is um, an AMC theater that has all of the reclining uh. seats and you can reserve your chair. So I've just, I've started just making the trek because a lot, it's also one of the dine-in theaters. So it's, it's the, the tickets on a Sunday morning matinee. I was so surprised. $3 the for the ticket. For a matinee on a, on a Sunday morning, I was like, and I was there first show. It was like 1030 in the morning. I was like, $3 ticket? I'm like, something is wrong That's here. Insane. And then I remembered, oh, because it's the dine-in theater, so they know they're going to get all the money on you buying all the food. Yeah, that's true. And they they got me because they have really good pizza. They have like the, the flat flatbread pizza. And I was like, yeah, I'll have one of those and a drink. That sounds And this is pleasant. a long movie, so I'll have another drink. <laughs> yeah, my local theater is all recliners, uh, but they only have, um, you know, general concession stand type food. Mm. Uh, you know, just candy that's like $12. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I, this is a definitely a tangent, but. I, don't, I only go to the movies, like, once a year now, so I haven't been since mm-hmm. Hereditary. <laughs> oh, wow. What's come, where you're coming up on your... Uh, Midsummer is coming yes, out, so, so it will be your official anniversary to uh, go. The next one I see will either be the next Ari, also my name, Aster movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, my name's Lola. Forget that. Or <laughs> it, too. I'm not sure which comes out first, but I'll be seeing one of them in theaters soon. On a recliner with, mm. like, a... Just, you know... I'll just bring in my own pizza. <laughs> that won't be awkward or hard to smuggle at all. At all. Now, well, you know, it's funny because um, 
I have actually turned into, a, 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 you know, I'm only 37, but I've actually turned into like a 90 or eight, eight year old woman who likes to go to the movies because I bring a blanket <laughs> because the theaters are always so cold and my legs get so damn cold. I have a baby blanket from Ikea. <laughs> that's like, it's like a felt blanket that I found that was like, it's literally the perfect length from my hips to my ankles. And I was like, I'm in. <laughs> I'll buy that. And I wear that. I'm like... It's just so freaking cold in the movie theaters. And when I go to the one with the recliner, mm-hmm. they're the love seat recliners. So you can pick up the seat in the, the armrest in the middle. So I'm like sprawled out <laughs> with a blanket and everything. And I'm like, it's like I'm at home. This is great. It's very, I, it's very comfortable. I love doing that. I go to movies by myself. I'm just oh, yeah. like, All the time. you know, you don't have to, you know. Somebody, nobody's going to be, like, talking to you, saying things. Mm-hmm. I, when I want to just, like, stare at the screen, I'm, you know, I go by myself. I've got, like, the little jacket bunched up to make a pillow. <laughs> I'm all, tuck, I'm all oh, tucked yeah. in. I go in the middle of the day, so there's, like, nobody there. Just me and a giant screen showing me a horror movie. <laughs> Well, like when I, when I went to go see it, I was dying to see it, and my husband hates horror movies, so he didn't want to go see it. But there was, um, I think the Star Trek movie was playing in theaters for like an anniversary or something like that. So he, oh, I think it was Wrath of Khan. So he went to go see that, and I went to go see <laughs> it. <laughs> I was like, this is the perfect relationship. <laughs> I was like, this is so great. My dad uh, actually saw that with me in theaters. <laughs> He loved it. Uh, that was like the one movie I saw that year. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we are way off track. Back to Nightmare but on. We uh, are tangent cast. Nightmare that is on Elm do. Street. I'm not the biggest um, fan of the whole franchise overall, but you know, mm-hmm. it, the original is such a classic, and the uh, the scene, uh, like the first scene with the blonde and her boyfriend, it's so mm-hmm. terrifying. If you were, like, in the movie theaters in 1984, you would never seen anything like that. You know, she's getting, like, dragged all over the ceiling. and mm-hmm. God, that must have been terrifying. I mean, I would love to go back in time and, like, see some of these movies in the theaters for the first time. For the first time and see the reaction. And it's funny because, like, they're bringing back a lot of horror movies um, in October and stuff, like, throughout the year. They'll bring back, like, random movies. Like, this year in October, Alien is going to be back yeah. in the theater. And I'm like, I am so excited to go see that in the theater. And I am so excited to see people in the theater who have never seen this movie before. So it's like, I, there's a lot of a lot of different movies that I am glad that they're bringing back. Like two years ago, they brought back um, Silent Night, Deadly Night in the theater. And I had never seen it. So I was like, well, I'll go see it in the theater. It was me and like five guys. That was like, hey guys. <laughs> up i'm gonna sit here and watch linnea quigley's boobs jiggle like that's like that's all that, i can like that could be like do? any but horror movie <laughs> from the 80s any, i know it's linnea it's linnea quigley i mean come on um but yeah like in nightmare on elm street it, it's funny because i remember there being a very distinct like you were either a jason fan or you were a freddy fan and you couldn't like both you had to like one or the other and that's just the way uh-huh. this worked and I was never a Friday the, uh, the 13th fan until recently. It really wasn't until actually we were watching the whole series mm-hmm. for, for a, some for podcast. For this podcast. I remember we did. It was this podcast. <laughs> for this podcast? Yes. Okay. I was like, it was for one of our podcasts. <laughs> um, I had only seen like one or two of them. I'd never, I'd seen the original, but I'd never seen like, 
the and I'd seen the original and like Jason X and like that uh-huh. was it. Um and but I had seen every single Nightmare on Elm Street. I was a diehard Freddy fan. I still am a diehard Freddy fan. I love Freddy. I'm, I I kind of lean more towards Pinhead now, but I still love Freddy. And I there were I could quote the movies. Mm-hmm. I knew all of the characters. I had you know, random albums that they came out with that had score music on it. Like, they had one called Freddy's Favorites, <laughs> and it was snippets of pieces from the score from uh, everything, one all the way through New oh, Nightmare. Weird. And I'm like, yeah, oh yeah. And it's, and I actually found it on Spotify recently, and I was like, well, that's going on repeat <laughs> <Wow>. today. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's like, I had VHS copies of the, the Freddy's Nightmare TV show. <laughs> oh Yeah freaking diehard fan um yeah and it's just it always i always liked it because there was a little bit of magic in it because he was the dream guy and you know and then it went off the rails like yeah we we don't talk about the second movie as fans of that series that that second movie didn't really happen Um, uh, homoerotic one (laughs) yeah yeah that was a very weird one it's really weird and it's it's um it always seemed to me like it was the plot of a different movie, and they just put Freddy yeah, in Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I was just kind of like, mm, all right. Um, but yeah, but Nightmare on Elm Street, man. It's it's always going to be a classic, and it's... And I don't like what they did with the new one. I'm not going to say the new one was bad. Uh, the one but... in, like, 2010? Yeah, oh, no, that was well, hot it's garbage. Still... <laughs> it's like, you know, I, it's not that I... My big thing was, is there was no need to make him a child rapist. He was a child murderer. Yeah. And it, it was never really implied that he ever did anything other than murder the kids. Uh-huh. So <laughs> it was kind of one of those, like, mm, we didn't need to go to that extent. But I just think that it was, that was written sloppy. Yeah. But. Um, fun Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street factoid. So, mm-hmm. okay, what, who's the actor that played Freddy in the new one? Uh, Earl Haley? Oh, yeah. Um, Something like that? Yeah. That's his name? <laughs> I don't know. We, You know, we have this fabulous thing called Google. Jack, it, Jackie Earl Haley? <laughs> Jack Earl, Jackie okay. Earl Haley or something so, like that, yeah. Fun fact. So, for the original Nightmare on Elm Street, that guy, Jackie Earl Haley, if that's his name, mm-hmm. he went to go audition for that movie, and he took along his friend, or no, he got a ride, or just took his friend, Johnny Depp, with him, who had never mm-hmm. been in a movie and the director saw Johnny Depp and cast him just like you know this guy's really good looking and Jackie Earl Haley did not get a role in that movie but then he played Freddy in the re- in the remake that is a cool piece of yeah. trivia i didn't yeah. know that i uh i don't know why i know that but it's just something i've always known it's almost like i was born <laughs> with the knowledge <laughs> The only real good piece of, of nightmare trivia I know is that the, the set that they used in the beginning when Tina is getting killed is also the same set that they use after they kill um, with the, the geyser of blood after they kill Johnny Depp. But they filmed it upside down, so they poured everything like in one direction, and then they spun the room to make it look oh. weird. That's why when you look at the blood, the blood's like traversing the room. Oh. But it dripped out the window and killed the hydraulics and the electrics so it basically just poured blood and everything on top of people and it wasn't supposed to so every and like shorted everything out so everything so they were all just kind of like 
drenched oh in fake blood. Um, but many years later, that same gimbal set was used in um, Electric Boogaloo <sighs> 2 or whatever it what? was. <laughs> yes, it's the same. There's a scene in that movie um, that has um, a guy dancing like around the set, like on the walls and everything. Weird. And that it was the same set, the same like unit. I was and I, I was always like, all right, that's just this. Why? Okay. I used to live with a guy that swore that he was in that movie. <laughs> I never, uh, I never found out for sure. He said he was an extra breakdancing. He was the right age, uh, but I oh. never, you know, I never sat down and like stared at the movie. So. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anybody's actually stared at breaking. No. No. All right. Oh my god. Would you like to discuss either a good bad one or just a bad one from your year? Um, I'm gonna discuss a bad one from my year. Um, there is a movie from 1981 called The Pit. I had only ever seen this movie because Rift Tracks did it at one point, and I watched it on TV when they did it at one point, and I was like, all right, whatever, I'll watch this. It is horrendous. It is filmed on somebody's, you know, VHS handheld camcorder. <laughs> like, that's how bad the quality is. And the entire premise has something to do with an evil bear. Like, an evil teddy bear. What? That has, like, a genie. Oh, yeah. There's, like, ten different plots that go on with this at the same time. I've got to get the actual, like, IMDb plot, like, blurb for it. Because it it's just such an awkward <laughs> movie. And, the and the, like, they have... Um, Whatchamacallit, the uh, teddy bear has, like, red glowing eyes, and it kills people. Oh, yeah, and it's like, it's like they took a really good uh, Twilight Zone episode and tried to mix it in with, like, the dolls horror thing that was kind of starting at the beginning of the 80s, uh -huh. and, then, and like, mixed in with, like, a possessed kid, and I was like, there's too much shit going on in this movie. There was, <laughs> like, like, a scene in the movie Dolls, Stuart Gordon... In the late 80s, mm -hmm. that has, like, an evil teddy bear with glowing red eyes. So I wonder if they just ripped it off from that movie. I don't know. It's like, I just, I remember seeing this, this, and it was one of those, like, at the end of it, there's the, the, the father is like, we did it. We saved the day. <laughs> do they do, like, a slow motion uh, high five? <laughs> oh, my God. I wish. Oh, five, my I God. <laughs> was there anyone good at, good at Oh, it? yeah. So left left with a babysitter, a bad boy with a teddy bear finds a pit with four hungry monsters. Okay, that sounds vaguely like, familiar, actually. Yeah. Anyone in it? Um, and I'm no? like, um, no, not really. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I vaguely remember there being like, I I honestly could be confusing this with like three different movies because that's how many plot points <laughs> are in this movie. But like, I distinctly remember there being like some type of weird magic thing happening uh -huh. like up to the point where there was like that fake like there was like a smoke bomb that got put off like on the in the scene and then like the fake smoke on the screen to like make somebody disappear from something <laughs> and i was like uh no. what is happening is that where he can like feed no. his enemies to these like monsters okay yes i think one of my a uh, horror podcast talked about it and it sounded terrible. Oh my god, it, it was. It, oh my god, 
and it was just one of those, it was funny because when I was looking at movies for this, I was like, The Pit? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to mention one uh, that is a good, bad one. The mm-hmm. Toxic Avenger. Oh, <laughs> Toxic! Um, I think I saw somewhere that they're doing a remake or something, but... Probably. Trauma just... They just poop out movies. makes money hand over fucking fist, and they just pump out movies, so. Original Toxic Avenger, there's, you know, so many of them, I don't even know. At least four or five. But the original, mm. such a classic, and it's it's terrible, but it's so entertaining. And you, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, uh, I definitely recommend it. It's about this guy that works at, like, a gym, and he's a nerd, and he's constantly, like, made fun of... Uh, and I can't remember how he gets toxic, (laughs) but he turns into this, like, toxic, crazy, massive, weird monster and starts just, like, getting revenge. Um, it's really silly. If you've never seen a trauma movie, that's a good one to start with because some of them are unwatchable (laughs) and that one is not. (laughs) Some of them are unwatchable, and then you have Tromeo and Juliet. I have never <laughs> seen that. Oh my god! It it. I am a Shakespeare freak, so I watched it because it had something to do with Shakespeare. It you know whatever. And I had seen a few trauma movies here and there, so I never like put two and two together that it was gonna be like sh- like schlocky mm. at all. So in my head, I was like, oh, it's another take on Romeo and Juliet. Okay, yeah. So, at one point we find out that in this version of it, Romeo and Juliet are actually brother and sister. And this is after the fact that they've been making out for three quarters of the movie. And when they, and literally when they find out, they just go, eh, and keep making Mm. out. Mm -mm. (laughs) Like, I was out. I was like, and I'm done. (laughs) I'm done with this. Oh my god. But I think there are like five Toxic Avenger movies at this point, but that's fine. Like keep 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 breaking them out. Isn't there like Toxie goes to high school? <laughs> like, I don't know. Oh my god! But you're right. It is one of those good bad movies. It's definitely a uh, definitely one to like keep in keep keeping the 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 wheels of. I need to watch that. Keeping that. Yeah, know. it's. Hey, there's a Toxic Avenger musical. I forgot about that. That seems about right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With all the other shit that's going to be make, made into musicals right now. I know. Yeah, tune in to uh, The Watch Pile when we talk about Beetlejuice the Musical and uh, how much it sucked. Oh. So. Well, <laughs> you know. You gotta give it a shot. <laughs> I know. Alright. You got another bad one for me or a good one? Um, I have a... It's, it's, a, it's, it's a good okay. bad uh, one. And it's called Saturday the 14th. <laughs> I've never seen that, but I I've thought about it. You have to watch it. It's it's really funny. It's def, it's a horror it's it's horror comedy. Yeah. It knows it's horror comedy and it plays up on that. And it I always thought it was gonna be like a true horror movie, you know, like in the vein of Friday the thirteenth. And but it's like the the tagline is first there was Friday the thirteenth, now it's Saturday the fourteenth. Like it's the most like insane stupid movie but it's it's a great like sunday afternoon sitting around i've got nothing else to do that pops up on tv i'm there for the two hours to watch that movie on tv you know it's like it's it's funny 
and it's cute, and it's just by the time you get to the end of it, you're like, I enjoyed that. It, it's stupid, but I enjoyed that. So is it like silly, like slapstick type humor, or is it okay, yeah. not not really yeah. clever at all? Um, it has its moments. There are a few things that you just kind of, you know, you could kind of say are clever, but for the most part, it's just slapsticky humor. It's it's kind of like, um, I'm trying to think of another thing, like kind of along the lines of, um, oh my God, what the heck? I cannot think of the name of that freaking movie right now. Um, uh, Dead Alive. Oh, okay. And, you know, that kind of, that kind gotcha. of humor. Gotcha. Where it it's it knows it knows more of the fact that it's a comedy than Dead Alive does because Dead Alive tries to be a, a not comedic <laughs> horror movie, but it just is funny. Be besides, you know, in spite of right. itself. Um, but this this knows that okay. it's funny, and it, it's kind of in that realm of eighties comedy horror that is kind of trying to give horror movies for kids a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Um. Not so much like Gremlins, which was clearly it was clearly made for kids, but what shouldn't have been. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this one I would have been perfectly fine. Like this movie, I perfectly be fine showing any like anybody like maybe eight and up. Would yeah, be fine it's got to be one of the earliest like horror comedies of that type. Yeah, more than likely. Yeah. I actually thought that that had come out way later because I remember seeing that on TV with the Monster Squad. Uh-huh. So I remember seeing them as like a double feature at one point, and I was just like, "So I thought that they had, and they were they looked the same, like the way that they're filmed, they just look right. the same." So I was like, "I thought they had both come out in like the late '80s, early '90s." Mm-hmm. I didn't think it, this one was as old as it was. Well, that leads me into my next movie, which is Gremlins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of Gremlins, <laughs> it's like one of those movies, like you said, like. It appealed to children, but maybe they shouldn't have been allowed to watch it because it does have some, like, weird violence and stuff. I don't really remember, oh. like, how violent it gets because I haven't seen it since I was, you know, probably a teenager. But I remember watching it when I was little and, you know, just loving it. Like, because, you know, it's Christmassy. Everybody loves a Christmas hmm. movie. Uh, Mogwai was, like, so cute, you know, and just, like, the ridiculous uh, little rules, like, you know, don't feed him after midnight. It's like, in what time zone, <laughs> you know? A, what time zone? How does daylight savings factor into this? Right. One actually, is it after midnight? Like, is it midnight till 1 a.m.? Exactly. Or is it midnight till the sun comes no. up? Like, oh, yeah. It makes no sense. And I think everybody, <laughs> like, we all wanted little Mogwai when we were little. <laughs> oh yeah, everybody wanted a Mogwai when they were little, and when Furbies came out, you bet your ass we all went and bought one. <laughs> I did not, but... Uh... <laughs> well, we were... It's like... My thing with that movie was, um, there were parts about that, like, I watched it um, less than a year ago, I watched it, probably in the last six months, and I think I watched it right around Christmas last year, actually, and it, there were parts to it that I had completely forgotten. Um, like, I had completely forgotten Phoebe Kate's story about why she hates Christmas. Oh, like, and her parents died or something? Or they were murdered? Her father wanted to surprise oh, yeah, her and her mother on Christmas morning. Oh. And he got stuck and died in the chimney. And she's like, and that's why I hate Christmas. So and I was how like, did they not... way to bring the fucking movie down. They didn't know <laughs> he was in the chimney? No. They didn't know he was in the chimney. They couldn't find him. And then somehow... 
she says in the story how they figured it out, but they figured it out that he was in the chimney and that he was dead. And she's like, and that's why I don't like Christmas. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. It seems like, okay, gotta get uh, some logic in here. Wouldn't he, like, be yelling or whatever? God only knows. And, and you know what? He would be yelling and it would be in the middle of the night and they would be asleep and they wouldn't have heard him. That's the lo- that's where the logic goes. I don't but it does get, um, it gets dark. Yeah, that's like, pretty dark. <laughs> not only does that part get dark, like, uh, the movie itself is, it, it gets violent in ways that I just wouldn't have expected in a movie that was for kids. Yeah. Um, but it also gets silly violent, which is kind of why I think everybody has it in their head as a kid's uh-huh. movie. But when you actually watch it as an adult... It's not a kid's movie. Like, maybe, like, 13. But we were clearly watching this when we were, like, seven. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I think, I think like... we discussed this previously. It was one of the movies that uh, led to the PG-13 being created. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Because I think a lot of parents were mad because it was PG. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they let their kids watch it and were like, oh, wait a second. This is actually a violent horror movie. <laughs> well... PG stands for parental guidance suggested, so wouldn't you think the, par- the the parentals would have been like, huh, maybe I should watch this first and see if it's, you know, a bad thing for my kids. No. Yeah, but... They're, they were just as bad then as they are PG today. Is, so. PG is so soft, though, you know? I know. I know. And it's even softer now than it was then because of PG-13 yeah. and, and all the yeah. different ratings. But it's... Oh, man. Thank you, uh... MPAA for uh, letting us watch movies we shouldn't have. <laughs> I know. It made us into the people we are Not today. Not that my parents ever actually monitored anything I watched, but, you know. <laughs> oh. My parents were weird. Like, they were totally weird about what I could and couldn't watch. Like, if it was on TV, they were pretty much like, yeah, you can watch it if it's on TV. But if it was, like, in the movies, they were like, well, we kind of have to think about this. And somehow I ended up at arachnophobia <laughs> oh my God, with my mother. I was about to say that. <laughs> My, I went to see arachnophobia with my brothers in, what, 1990? So I was like six years yeah. old. Why? Why? <laughs> I mean, it's it's more of a comedy, really. But when you're six, that shit is scary. Yeah. But, like, even me, like, I just, I couldn't handle it. That was, that was, too, the, the giant spiders were too much. I could not yeah. handle that movie. No, it freaked me out. Um, I have very clear memories of seeing it seeing it in theaters and screaming (laughs) oh yeah i have clear memories of like hiding under my mother's jacket like in the theater Mm -hmm. and i don't know why we sat through the whole thing like i don't know why she didn't (laughs) pick me up and take me out i remember seeing the whole movie (laughs) like mom come on (laughs) yeah uh you know it's the 80s parents weren't paying as much attention to the yeah media we were consuming (laughs) <laughs> all right your turn now oh. all right um i am going to hmm do i want a good one do i want a bad one i want a good one okay so i am gonna go with um american werewolf in london Oh, okay yeah so i mean that movie is definitely um it's a john landis classic mm-hmm. And, um, it, I can't, I want to say it did, it won for special effects. It was at least nominated for the special effects, but I think it won. Um, the transition effects for the werewolf 
are like the apex of practical effects. Yeah, that's what I... Makeup and sex. I haven't and... actually watched that whole movie. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I've seen the whole movie and I've seen the sequel too, which we don't, you don't have to ever see the sequel. <laughs> no, it's, it's terrible. Um, <laughs> it's terrible. Um, I've seen this whole movie a couple of times and I've probably seen the transition sequence more than I've actually seen the entire movie. Like, more times than I've seen the mm-hmm. actual movie. Because it pops up in so many different things when it, you're talking about werewolves or you're talking about horror yeah. special effects and things. It always shows up. It's like up. the, the um, standard to what, like, all... Yeah. Which is cool because it's, you know, you know, 38, 37 years old. And still mm-hmm. even, like, modern werewolf movies are, like, held to that standard. Exactly. Um, and it's funny because... That came out in 1981, and The Howling came out in 1981. So the two big werewolf movies all came out in the same year. Um, And I, I'm not a huge werewolf fan, but I'm disappointed that there aren't more werewolf movies. Like there's there's quite a few of them, but there's you know a few dozen of them, but. Uh, there's not enough for me to be, it's, there's like, I mean, vampire movies oversaturate everything, right. so we can't even use that as, as, as an example. Um, but like even, you know, ghost movies or, or, you know, lesser, to a lesser extent zombie movies now because zombies are everywhere again, but it's like werewolves are like the one thing, witches is, the, is, is a good example, witches are another good example. We don't have a lot of witch movies. Yeah. We don't, we don't have a lot of werewolf movies. We have... Like, not horror movies, you know, we've got, like, Sabrina the Teenage whatever, but that's, you know, it's like, we don't have that kind, we don't have anything good Yeah, anymore. there's, like, no, um, like, recent big-budget werewolf movies. No, and I wish, I wish there would be one, I wish somebody would take on that genre. Yeah. And do it right. Right. Because, um, uh, you know, Wes Craven's it, attempt was a abominable Uh, yeah (laughs) it was a painfully bad movie um yeah i actually thought about that recently because uh i was just looking at movies and i was like man there's a shitload of low budget bigfoot movies but there's like not very many werewolf movies which is Hmm. odd there seemed like there was like you know kind of a glut of them in the 80s and i don't come across them very often anymore newer ones no and you know what there's there's ones that are really like arty like there's one i think i think it's called blood and chocolate mm-hmm. um which was actually really really good i really liked that one um there was another one i think called like skinwalker and which really wasn't a werewolf movie but it kind of was mm-hmm. um be- and i think what the problem is is that a lot of people mix um werewolves in with shape shifters yeah. And it, they make it seem like it's going to be one thing and then it's something else. And you're like, ah, I got duped. This is not mm-hmm. a werewolf movie. <laughs> um, but I just, I don't know. I Like, there's Silver Bullet <laughs> from, like, back in yeah. the day, which is... Mm. Uh, there was um, actually a pretty decent one. It came out, like, in the last ten years, maybe in the last five years. It's English. I think it's called Howl. Um, I'm not positive, but it takes place, like, on a subway... Uh, but it was hmm. pretty good. Yeah, no, I really liked it. Um, I just can't remember the name of it. <laughs> and then you have Dog Soldiers, which is also a, a pretty good werewolf movie. I've had that on my um, list for the longest time. I just haven't, uh, haven't, you know, haven't watched the whole thing. I keep watching the beginning, like, I've seen the beginning, like, five times. But for some reason, just haven't gotten through the movie. 
there's a lot of her movies that I'm like that with, where I've seen, I know the beginning of this movie, like the back of my right. hand. Beyond that, no clue. I know. No clue. I gotta know what this werewolf movie is. Let's see. Okay. It is. It's Howl, and it came out in 2015. And uh, it's got 62% at Rotten Tomatoes. Not too bad. Hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, it was a direct-to-video indie movie, but I thought it was pretty good. Um, I've seen other people mention it as a really good one, too. There's one on my list I've been meaning to watch. It's called just Where, like W-E-R. Mm -hmm. uh, it's on my, on my very long watch list. Hmm. That's really weird because Sean Pertwee is in both Dog Soldiers and Howl. Weird. I wonder if I want. I wonder if Howl is a backdoor sequel. <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> All right. I will go on to another good one. Uh, okay. Speaking of, you know, Freddy versus Jason, my man. <laughs> uh, one of the best Friday the Thirteenth. Friday the Thirteenth Part Four. The quote final chapter. <laughs> Yeah. Which it's, I would say it's in the top three for all of the movies of goodness. You know, it's the one where he like actually legitimately dies before he becomes like a zombie when he's still like a person. It's when, is that the, with, is that the one where he dies at the lake house before he, when he gets the mask or is that the third one? Uh, no, he gets the mask in the third one. This is when okay. he's still, like, um, a man, basically. Mm -hmm. It's got, um, what's his name? The young kid actor. Oh, 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 oh. Corey, this is the Corey, uh, Corey Feldman yeah, one. Yeah, Corey Feldman. Yeah, this is the Corey uh, Feldman cool one. It's cool because he's got, like, you know, special effects. He's, like, all into special effects. Um, I think Tom Savini did special effects for it. I can't, I can't really remember. But... I believe Actually, I'm right. pretty sure. And it's got, like, this um, scene where he, like, stabs Jason and Jason's head just, like, slides down this, uh, like, I can't remember. Slides down the machete? Yeah, yeah. And uh, mm -hmm. I think I saw them talking about it in, like, a um, some sort of slasher documentary because that's how I spend my time. <laughs> Same. <laughs> but, yeah, I think it was Tom Savini. Not positive, but... It's definitely, you know, in the top three for that franchise. Um, if they had stopped the franchise there, probably would be not as made fun of as it is today. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's true. We it did it all did all kind of go downhill after Although that. Although part so. six was pretty good. Uh but everything else after that, not great. <laughs> mm. Some of it was uh some of the worst movies ever made. <laughs> yeah yeah then you had jason x which falls on that good bad line constantly definitely it's like yeah I, every time i watch that movie i sit there and i go this is such a bad I movie know. but i don't care i'm going to watch it i know it really is a terrible movie but i will watch it again in my life yeah. again yeah like that's definitely the movie that i throw on in the background when i'm like i need a space horror movie, and I'm just not in the the headspace for Event Horizon. Right. Jason X. <laughs> yeah, or it's like you're at like a you know hangout party. It's like throw on a stupid movie. There, there you go. That's one of the perfect stupid movies to throw on in the background. That is the last good movie on my list. 
So there was three pretty good movies, though. I mean, they're all kind of classics, uh, hmm. but there was only three. <laughs> so I have a, um, I have kind of an obscure good movie on the on my list. I have seen it many, many times, so it's one of my top ten favorite horror movies, but a lot of people have never seen it. It's called The Entity. I've never seen it, but I, I've yeah, heard of it. Yeah, it's, it's one of those based-on-a-true-story mm-hmm. type ghost story things, um, which I always really enjoyed it because the lead actress, who I will Google her right now because I cannot remember what her name is off the top of my head, um, has to do a lot of... Um, Barbara Hershey. Oh, okay. Thank y'all. That works. Um, she has to do a lot of acting to nothing. Mm. And she has to do a lot of... She's getting beat up by something in a room, and it's her beating herself oh, up, okay. basically. Because, you know, so it's a lot of scenes like that. And um, this was one of the first horror movies that I saw that genuinely creeped me mm-hmm. out. Like, I wasn't scared of it. I was just... It was just creepy. And it was a little bit creepy because it was a ghost yeah. thing. Um, but it was also creepy because he, the ghost rapes uh. her. So it was like that creep factor of not only is she getting sexually assaulted, so, oh my God, in that aspect of it, but you can't see what it is uh-huh. and you can't put a face to it. You know, so it was like that to me even creeped me out even more. Um, and there's... You know, we, they go through this, the whole, she brings in, you know, the typical, like, bring in the parapsychologists and, you know, all this other stuff. And they f- create a replica of her house, like, every th- every per- thing you could ever think of, like, to create a perfect replica of her house, they create in, um, like, a gym. So, like, you walk into the front door and you're walking into her house, basically. And they do it to try to lure the entity into this area. Oh. And they... These scientists have this idea where they're basically going to use, like, liquid nitrogen to freeze the entity because it has, it does have a physical, you know, manifestation of some kind. And they want, if they figure if they can freeze it, they can save her from it. And, you know, happy day, they, they, they freeze it and they, the plan goes, goes to where it should be. And she comes home, opens the door, walks into the kitchen the door to the house slams and all you hear in a very deep growly voice is welcome yeah. home. <laughs> and that's the end of the movie. And it's like, Whoa! Did you see that as a child? I, uh, well, probably a teenager. Oh. I probably saw it when I was 14 or 15. Um, and it was again, one of those movies that like, I, I was a big fan of watching USA up all mm-hmm. night. And that's where I found a lot of my really shitty horror movies. Um, that and Saturday, like Sunday afternoons on the WB network, which at that at, back in that day was UPN, um, in here in Mass, the two o'clock they would always show a Sunday afternoon movie, and I think I've seen this on that, oh. a, a dozen, about a dozen oh. times, um, and it was just the acting in it was good. I could care less if it was actually based on a true story or not. Supposedly it was. That didn't take that whole part of it out and it's just a good ghost story um and like at one point her kids get involved with it her i think she has a son i can't remember she has one one or two kids maybe maybe two um but like at one point she's getting attacked and the son who's older um 
like probably like 16 or 17 tries to help her gets thrown across the room uh-huh. and he's like this big burly like marine looking guy <laughs> he just like pinged off the pinged off her like stood across the room it's just it's it's the acting is what i think i really got drawn to is the story is is um compelling because you kind of you kind of really feel for this woman you know she's a single mom trying to take care of her kids and then all of a sudden she's just getting attacked by a random ghost uh-huh. um and you kind of feel for that and then all of a sudden she thinks she's in the clear and nope and i i don't typically like endings like that because i feel like it's just too much like ah what a, okay come on seriously but in this case this movie i definitely was like all right this is creepy. <laughs> I'm good now. <laughs> Can we not talk about this anymore? Yeah. And I've, I've, I've probably seen it a solid two dozen times. And it's one of the horror movies that I keep I keep checking eBay for all the time to find a DVD copy uh-huh. of it. Because I can find it on VHS, but I cannot find it on DVD. Oh, that sucks. And I'm like, I need to own this movie. <laughs> That's so weird. Have you tried Amazon? <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm, the last time I saw it on Amazon, I think I saw it was a DVD, but it was like, I don't know. I think it was like one of those black backed DVDs. So it was one of those like DVDs that I was like, eh, I'm not spending the money on that, and it was like seventy dollars. And I'm like, I like this movie, but I don't like this movie that That's much. Insane. <laughs> um, I know there's a company that does um DVD VHS to DVD transfers. Oh. Um, that specifically for horror movies and they like take really obscure horror movies and do that and they always have a booth at my local horror convention so this year I'll try to hook up with them and see if I can get them to find me a copy or rip me a copy that's so, a cool company idea like yeah and I can't for I would love to be like and their name is <laughs> but I can't remember what their fucking name is <laughs> I only know their booth that's funny. well I wrote that name on my list of movies to watch so it'll Yay! it'll go in the very long 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 list <laughs> long long list yep so i want to mention uh the worst movie uh mm-hmm. not not necessarily the worst horror movie from 1984 but the one that worst one that i've seen and i've seen it recently chud <laughs> <laughs> cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers i watched it a couple of weeks ago on last drive-in with joe bob briggs shout oh, out yeah fun fun show which <laughs> oh i'm so excited that that show i back. watch it every friday i think tomorrow is the like last episode of the season but um he confirmed a second season so yay <laughs> i was just excited that this season they watched society uh yeah i didn't watch that because i already know what it's about <laughs> and i have no interest i wa- i had no clue what it was about and i watched it on my own uh-huh. On like a sudden, like again, I watch horror movies on Sundays, guys. Just if you've gained anything from this podcast, you know that my day of horror is Sundays. Mm-hmm. Um, I literally like a Sunday morning got up way early and could not fall back to sleep on the couch. And I was like, society. I remember another podcast I listened to mentioning this movie. I guess I'll watch it. Bad idea at seven o'clock in the yeah. morning on a Sunday. <laughs> But that oh, that's another movie. If you've never seen that movie, get yourself drunk because <laughs> that's the only way you can watch I it. I have no interest in it ever. Oh, anyway, I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I, you know, Joe Bob Briggs. There is, you know, it's it. We talk about how there's like a horror renaissance going on, and that mm-hmm. is just proof of it. You know, when he had his comeback special, like at Thanksgiving, maybe. Uh, or maybe it was Halloween. Um, 
Hmm. It, they, like, broke the internet, you know? People, people yeah. like, trying to watch it, which is awesome, and I'm so happy it's back because I never watched it before, you know? I didn't know about it. And is there a ghost in your house? <laughs> no, it started raining, oh. and it was the, the rain's hitting the air conditioner in my living room, but I couldn't tell what it was because it was such, like, a light tappity tappity, and I was like... Is that my cat walking around on the hardwood floors? Is that the rain? What the fuck is that is noise? Is that the entity? <laughs> <laughs> is the entity coming after me? <laughs> Anyways, I never watched it before. You know, I didn't know it existed. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm happy to be around for it now because um, horror is one of the things that is, it's really a great feeling to like share it with other people that are just as nerdy about it. And, mm-hmm. you know, the way that we consume content these days, it's like, you're watching this movie on Netflix, and nobody else in the world is watching the same movie at the same time. But knowing mm-hmm. that you and, like, this big, massive group of thousands of people are all watching, you know, House of the Devil or something like that at the same time, it's really, mm. I, it's just a really fun feeling, you know, it's like this community, um... You know, I'm usually just up at, like, 3 a.m. watching some random, shitty, like, 80s slasher movie, uh, which is fine. But, you know, it's it's nice to share that kind of thing. You can, like, discuss it with your friends as you're both watching it, hmm. even though you're, like, in, you know, different countries or whatever. Um, that was a ramble, but I think you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know exactly what you mean, and I, um... <laughs> I looked out because I did get to see Joe Bob back when he was on originally because mm-hmm. I'm old as dirt. Um, but it was um, it was funny because I, there were things that I had completely forgotten that he did, like the, the drive-in totals and things like that. I had forgotten <laughs> I about know, that. I know, I love it. Like, I, re- I remembered that, like, I remember, like, he did the jokes and, like, he had the male girl and stuff like that. And it's funny now because we are in this whole, like, Me Too movement and everything else. We're in this very, like, weird bubble mm-hmm right now and the male girl on the show she's absolutely gorgeous but i want to know how that casting call went yeah (laughs) and joe bob as much as i love him he is funny but a lot of his jokes hit just that one nerve that i'm like this could be really funny or your show's canceled like there's no like in between and there's definitely been some things that have come out of his mouth that I'm like, okay, read the room. He's a slightly better filter. Uh, yeah, I'm like, mm, but that's also, he was he's always been right. like that, you know? And it's like, it was just one of those, it, when he was originally on versus now, so much has changed. Uh-huh. But it's still kind of one of those, It's trust me, it's not nearly as bad. I went, when I was in New York for my anniversary a couple weeks ago, my, um, one of our friends was doing a stand-up show so we decided to go see him and surprise him and one of the guys that got up like right before my friend set I was like um I'm gonna go to the bathroom now because if I don't I'm gonna shoot this guy like he it was the wrong room the wrong type the wrong era of comedy he was trying to be Andrew Dice Clay and not pulling it off at all and it was just like it it, I mean Joe Bob can sometimes have jokes like that Mm -hmm. that you're just like this is not the right era for that joke. Yeah, like yeah. you need to, you need to dial that back. And then like the male girl comes on and she's in these tiny little short shorts, like spanky shorts. 
and she's got like drag makeup on basically and I'm like okay and then like he'll make a comment about something and she'll just like roll her eyes and I'm like uh okay I'm like I feel like there needs to be an antithesis of Joe Bob like there needs to be like a girl on the show with him like a woman on the show with him or Shudder needs to produce a female version of his show to kind of like but on the other side of it a lot of people kind of take him with a grain of salt because they know he's a little bit you know he's from Texas he's got a different mindset than everybody else but he also does this for fun you know we know we're there for the ride for the fun so it's kind of like okay but it's kind of like that weird uncle that makes a comment that you're just kind of like okay uncle and you just go into the other room and leave him alone you know yeah I find the uh interactions with the male girl to be uh Darcy yeah very awkward it's just the yeah. Things between them are very awkward. It's just kind of like, um, something just doesn't click just right. You know what I mean? Mm. I do, I do. Yeah. Anyways, back to Chud. <laughs> back to Chud. Which, I tried watching it. It's an utterly terrible movie. I can barely even tell you what it's about, other than it's about cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. Uh, and it's really, really bad. It's got some interesting people in it. Um, John Goodman's in it, like, from way before he was anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got some other people in it. Um, don't ever watch it. I mean, unless <laughs> unless you want to have a bad movie night, then it might be entertaining. But it's it was a... I could not really continuously pay attention to it because it was so lame. <laughs> Yeah, it stars um, John Hurd. Uh, oh, yeah. Who was the the dad in yeah, Home yeah, Alone. Yeah. And then Daniel Stern, oh, yeah, yeah, who was yeah. one of the bandits in Home yeah. Alone. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's definitely... That was another one of those movies that was always on the list of, you have to see this horror movie. And the minute I saw it, I was like, why? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? I've, I've seen the cover, I've seen the name so many times, then I finally watched yeah. it, and I'm like, this is, like, D-movie fair, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, it's it's not even, I don't even need to, I'm yeah. good, I don't need to see that in like, Yeah. And then there's a sequel, and I'm like, why is there a sequel? Why do we need a sequel? Exactly. Was there, did the first one make enough money for there to be a sequel? No. <laughs> like... So do you have any more on your good list or bad list? Um, I don't, but I do have a couple on my to-see list, which you might... One of them, you're going to be like, how the hell have you never seen that? (laughs) Um, Which, that one's Scanners. Uh, I still have yet to see that movie. That's pretty good. Um, It's kind of more sci-fi, really. It leans more into sci-fi category. Yeah, and it's it's funny because it was one of those that popped up on the list, and I was like, and it it didn't pop up on my original list that I was looking at, and then it popped up on a different list, and I was like, so is it a horror movie or is it not a horror movie? Like, where are we going mm-hmm. with this? Um, but they, I've never seen it, and I've seen, it's kind of one of those I've never seen it, but I feel like I have seen it because of the amount of times I've seen various scenes right. from it, but I've never actually sat down and watched it beginning to end. Um one of the other ones was called um, The Monster Club. Huh. And, yeah, the reason I wanted to see it, I've got to read you the cast of this okay. movie because <laughs> it was the whole reason I was like, I think I need to watch this was because of the people that were in it. 
Uh, hang on, let me look it back up again really quick. Vincent Price, John Carradine. Uh, um, first of all, so right uh-huh. there, I'll watch because it's got them in it. And then there was somebody else too that they mentioned in it. And then I, like Donald Pleasance is also in oh, it. Oh, okay. Wow. So uh, yeah, I was kind of like, all right, I'll watch this. That's got some good people in I've it. I've never heard of um, it, and I'm going to write it down right now. Yeah. Um, kind of amazed I've never heard that's of that. What, well, and it's like, that's one of the things I love about doing this podcast is that when we do our lists like this, I find shit that I'm like, how have I never heard yeah. of this? Like, I don't understand that. Um, so that one looks kind of fun to, just based on the cast. Like, I didn't even read what the, uh, um, oh, and then it's, and it's an anthology movie, too. Oh. So, you know, I'm going to enjoy that no matter Sweet. what. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, the only other one that I had on there was um, Cannibal Ferox. But that's just because I've never seen any of the cannibal movies. And uh, I don't even it, know what that is. Cannibal Ferox? Um, I gotta look it up. Hang on. <laughs> okay. So there's, a, well, no, no, because there's a specific director that's tied to it, and I can never remember what the hell his is name it is. Um, tied to Cannibal Holocaust? Yes. Oh, is it the, like, Italian guy? Yeah. Okay. Um, you know the guy. Yeah. So Cannibal Holocaust came out, and then Cannibal Ferox was kind of the sequel to it that came out the next year. Um, and I've never seen any of the series. Um, Umberto Lenzi, yeah, that's who directed yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Um, I've never seen any of those, and that's kind of on that whole, you know, ridiculous gore section of horror that foreign horror movies that everybody's like, you know, you need to see them. Kind of like when we say... Um, I kind of get the side eye a lot when I say I've never seen, I haven't seen a lot of Giallo films. Neither have I. Um, you know, it's like I've seen, I've seen here and there, like I've seen Demons. Uh-huh. Like, that's all I need to see. I've seen Suspiria. <laughs> you know, that's not really in that category, but kind of is. Um, you know, but it's like, I, I need to go on an Italian horror spree at some point because that's that whole genre, that Jalo genre, and I need to kind of get on, get in on that. But I've never seen any of those. I, so it's kind of one of those, do I want to see them just to say that I've seen them or do I not want to waste the time? I just don't have much interest in you know? them, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like everybody says you have to see Last House on the Left because it's Wes Craven's first yeah. film. And it, yeah, you can tell. Yeah, you can tell that that's a, <laughs> a beginner tell. film that has some porn actors mm-hmm. in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think I've seen a couple of, um, let's see, I think I've seen a couple of like Baba films, but I don't really remember. I think it was a teenager, but um, yeah. Mm. Oh, what I was going to say is I would watch Cannibal Holocaust, but there's actual Annabel. Mm-hmm. Annabel. Annabel. There's actual Annabel. They killed the Annabels. Animal. There's actual animal death, and I just can't hmm. do that. And that's one of those things about that movie is that depending on who you talk to depends on if it was no, real. No, it's or real. Not. And well, I know, and like, but like the director had to prove that it was. Yeah, not he real. had to go to court to prove that he didn't actually murder yeah. these people, but the animals were murdered. Yeah, and it's like, and the, and I'm like, okay. Which okay. is pretty funny. You know, I so mean, like... he he started a genre. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well done. I mean, nobody nobody <laughs> followed in his footsteps for like 40 years for some reason. Yeah. But, uh, well, I don't know, 40, 19, or 76 to like 
1999, something like that. Uh, yeah, and then didn't what's his face? Didn't Eli Roth just try to do one recently? Green Inferno. I just I actually yeah. watched that uh, in the last like six months. It was okay. I mean, it was pretty silly. I would say like it's mm-hmm. like really gory, but it's not remotely realistic. Um, yeah. It's kind of ridiculous. I don't know. Eli Roth is just not good at movies. <laughs> doesn't make very good movies. No, and that's what kills... Oh, my God. He's a whole episode onto himself. We should just do an episode on we him. Will. And it's like... <laughs> it, it's... It's... Yeah. And it's like... Because uh, the very first movie he ever did, I was like, this guy's awesome! And then every movie since then, movie since then, I'm Cabin like... Cabin Fever? What? I love Me Cabin too. Fever. <laughs> but I think I loved it because it's such an homage to Evil yeah. Dead. Yeah. And it was, you know... Um, it was, and it, it was unique and it was interesting. It was interesting. unique and it was very of its time. Uh, yeah, and it made me never want to shave my legs again. No, <laughs> or have sex it made again. Me want pancakes, <laughs> it <was> like, so. <laughs> yeah, it was like, um, that, and that that stupid pancakes reference is ridiculous. It, it really like, is. It really is. <laughs> uh, they there was a remake of Cabin Fever in 2016, and it has like zero mm-hmm. percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It wasn't. Good. I tried watching it. Yeah. I got about five minutes in. Yeah. And you know why? Yeah. Because there was a dead dog, like, immediately. Immediately. I know. It's like, it's like mm. why do you do this, horror directors? Don't immediately kill a dog in your movie, because that's, like, the biggest cliche in a horror movie, is killing the fucking dog. I think we had a conversation about this. I'd rather see them kill a kid than kill the dog. There's a website, like, doesthedogdie.com. <laughs> that's amazing. And you can look up movies, it'll tell you, you can check for all sorts mm-hmm. of triggers, like rape or, you know, car crash mm-hmm. or anything that, you know, might be hard for you to watch uh, and you don't want to be, like, taken off guard. So you can use that website, doesthedogdie.com, check for dog deaths, but also a variety of other things in uh, pretty much any movie. <laughs> yeah. That's a handy-dandy tool because... Fucking don't kill the dog. <laughs> yeah, it's like, there are some movies where I'm like, okay, kill the dog. Like, Cujo, all right, kill right, the dog. Right. Like, the dog needs to get put down. But there are other movies where it's just like, you literally just killed that dog just because. Like, I was pissed at Game of Thrones this season because at one point I thought one of the direwolves died. <laughs> and because we didn't see it for like three episodes. And I was like, where the fuck is this thing? I, they killed it. I They killed it off screen. I will be so mad. And it was just they had no freaking CGI budget, so it didn't show back up until, like, the last episode. I was like, oh, okay, thank God. I have <laughs> rage so mad. so many movies and books Ugh. because they insist on mm-hmm. killing, killing the, the animals. Dogs. I mean, if you are a horror director, I assume you've seen a bunch of horror movies. You should know that's a stupid cliche. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. it. It makes yeah. me angry. It's so predictable. <laughs> it's like there was... It was a movie I watched recently. I think it was The Meg. Oh, where yeah, with the little doggy. I was bullshit because there was like, they're going to kill the dog. The dog's going to, oh, they just killed the dog. And then like 15 minutes later, there's the dog paddling away. I'm like, the dog lives. I knew that was going to happen. I knew it. I was like, they can't kill that cute little doggy. <laughs> I started watching like, the Hills Have Eyes remake and mm-hmm. there was two dogs and I was like, 
don't fucking do it. And then they killed the dog, like, real quick. And then they killed the other dog. And I was like, come on. And I turned it off. I, It was a depressing movie. Unwatchable. Anyways. <laughs> you know, I've, I've actually never seen any of the Hills Have Eyes movies. That's not my... Hill, Hillbilly Mutants is not my thing. What so. about Wrong Turn? Uh, I will give Wrong Turn a pass because Elijah Dushku was in Yeah, it. that's true. <laughs> Plus, it's it's a lot of fun. Hills Have Eyes, yeah. not fun. It's just no. dreary and grim and depressing. Yeah. All right, do you want to hear my list of uh, movies I want to watch? It's very long. Yeah. All right, these are all movies from 1984 that I want to watch. First one, The Initiation. Okay, I don't think I've ever seen that okay. one. Oh, you know what? I'm thinking of The Invitation. So, yeah, no, I've never seen that either one of those. Okay. <laughs> the next one I've actually been wanting to watch recently, Razorback. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It's a giant killer boar in Australia. Yep. Um, the next one is called Fatal Games. It's got, Ooh. like, 5% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's, like, it's just one of those slashers that's, like, okay, where can we put this next slasher movie? And it's, like, somebody killing off Olympic... Uh, hopefuls. <laughs> it's oh my god, that's great. It's gonna be terrible. Um. Oh, I don't even know what that is supposed to be. I I put the initials D O T C. I don't know what it is. D O T. Oh. I don't know. And I anyways, don't know. the next one is the Mutilator, which. You know, a splatter movie. The next one, mm-hmm. Night of the Comet. I've never seen it. You've never seen Night of the Comet? No. Oh my god. I missed it. Night of the Comet is great. The next one, Body Double, uh, which is basically a take on Rear Window by Brian De Palma. It's kind of a, you know, steamy thriller horror movie. The next one is hmm. Splatter University. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of the list. God, what is DOTC? Um, don't open till Christmas. Yes, good job. <laughs> I was thinking day of day of something. Yeah, day of the day of the triffids. <laughs> day of the comet. It was a sequel. Day of the comet. Um, yes, don't open till Christmas because I just love me a Christmas horror movie. Who doesn't? You know, it's funny. Christ- I- I'm not a Christmas person. Like, I don't particularly like Christmas in general. Like, I like getting gifts and I like hanging out with my family. But, like, this whole Christmas decorating and mm-hmm. Christmas cheer shit, that's just not for me. I'm such, like, like I am one of those people that, like, bah- is, like, total bah humbug during mm-hmm. Christmas. And then I find, like, the perfect gift for you and I'm happy. Yeah. But, like, it-, it takes until that point. Before that, I'm like, fuck this Christmas shit. Um, but... That being said, I will watch every Christmas horror movie ever. Like, Black Christmas, <laughs> Silent Night, Deadly Night. I will watch all of them. Yeah. Like, I think Christmas horror movies, to me, are, like, so awesome. Right. I just love because them. They're the, they're, but, because they're the complete opposite of what Christmas is supposed to be. Yeah. So, it's like, I think, to me, it's like, ugh. Like, I just, this past Christmas, finally watched Krampus. Mm. And I was like, where has this been all my life? <laughs> like, this is amazing. I, I can't like that movie for some reason. Like, I've really? seen it twice now, and both times I'm like, meh, felt forgettable. 
Because the cast was mm -hmm. so good. But I felt like they were just wasted potential, you know? I can see that. I can see that. You know, Silent um, Night, Deadly Night was actually on my list of uh, good, bad movies from 1984. It, it is definitely a good, bad movie. And they just get more bad <laughs> as it goes on. Yeah. I think there's like five or six there of is. those. There's quite a few of them. Yeah. And it just gets to the point where, I mean, it's already kind of a convoluted plot in the first place. And it just gets even more convoluted as the sequels happen. Yeah. You know, at one point, it's the kids. At one point, it's the original guy's, like, n nephew's cousin's brother. <laughs> it's, like, some completely arbitrary family member that you're just like, are you even related to this guy? Like, how is this trauma bothering you? I'm so confused right now. That's terrible. Well, I'm out of movies. How about you? I am also out of movies. Um, I'm interested in this Don't Open Till Christmas because I think I've actually seen it. Let me see. Oh, come up. I didn't even look at what it's about or who's in it. I was like, I immediately want to watch it. <laughs> there was... Um, last year, I went on like a binge of holiday horror movies so there were a lot of weird movies that I saw um, that I never even knew existed. Mm -hmm. And I was just kind of like, is this one of them? And then what was the one that you and I were talking about last year with um, the wrestler in it that you really like? The wrestler? The Chris yeah, there's some fucking wrestler that is plays Santa and it's like Santa's Oh, oh, evil. oh, oh, Bill Goldberg. Yes. Well, it's the wrestler that you liked. I didn't <clears throat> even know his name. Oh, okay. It, like I know it was I knew it was a wrestler. That's all I knew about it. But I thought the movie Santa's was one. Maybe Slay. it wasn't you that liked it. Santa yes. Slay. Like who was it that liked that That's movie? That's my favorite Christmas horror movie <laughs> by far. Okay, so I've never seen Don't Open Till Christmas based on what this this synopsis is. So we will both have to watch it and report back. We'll do. And I'm gonna rewatch Gremlins this year because it's been many years. Yay. Yay! Definitely, I definitely recommend it because it's definitely one of those movies when you watch it as an adult, you just kind of sit there and go, yeah, Mogwai's still cute. This is not a kid's movie. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> like, like, anyway, it's not. Like, there's a gremlin that flashes Phoebe Cates uh, yeah, at one point. Yeah, I remember that. What a so it's classy, like, classy you know. 80s uh, movie. <laughs> I, yeah, it was, no. It was, a, it was a different time. <laughs> I we say that all the time and it is so not okay. I know. To just be I'm like, saying it facetiously. It was a different time. I'm saying it facetiously. <laughs> I know. All right. Well, it is almost midnight where I live. So and there's a massive thunderstorm going on outside with like lightning and everything Sweet. else. So Yeah, I'm going to go uh feed my cat and uh go to bed. I'm going to go back to watching <laughs> horror movies. That's all I do. Have That's fun. That's all I do with my life. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Next time, uh, we'll be back with four tangents. <laughs> <laughs> we really do need to make tangent cast at we, some point in our lives. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody. Bye.